headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and create actual amazing relationships. Number one best-selling author and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, Ramsey personality John Deloney is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. One of the benefits of this show being where it has been for 30 years in the city of Nashville is occasionally we have... uh, actual big-time stars drop in who also happen to be friends. Uh, John Rich of Big and Rich, uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy uh, fame is, uh, he and Joan are good friends of Sharon and mine, drop by, and uh, he's got a rather interesting story you've engaged in, my cousin. (laughs) Hello, Dave. Well done, brother. Well, thank you, sir. Well done. You are a a juggernaut, without a doubt, and have always pulled off some fun stuff. You and I have talked many times on the air and many more times off the air about this stuff. Um, including the whole Redneck Riviera movement and the whole, the whole process. Uh, but many years ago, you've written and produced the songs and uh, multiple, multiple number ones over the years. Many years ago, you moved away from the, um, well, the industry the industry the radio yeah. industry the labels the publishers and all that mm-hmm. and, and the world that we're in today allows you to just get direct access to the consumer. Right. And um, consequently, you wrote a song. <laughs> so Mike Rowe and you, this is the last time we talked. I was talking right, to Mike yeah. the other day about this. Yeah. Um, wrote a song, Santa's Got a Dirty Job. That yeah. one went to number one for yeah. about about a hot minute Yeah. Uh, back at Christmas. And uh, now you got another number one without a label. How do right. you do this? Right. Well, the, the people are responding, uh, which is a great thing to see. I, I was uh, just so struck by the intense irony that all the things happening in our country right now that are so negative are being perpetrated on us under the banner of the word progress. This is a progressive idea. This is progress. Uh, Trust us. It's going to be fine. Let's send gasoline through the roof. You need to be driving an electric car anyway. Trust me. It's good for you. Progress, progress. And I thought, man, that is... That's the opposite of what I would call progress, the things I see going on in our country. So I sat down and I wrote this little three-minute straight-ahead country song called Progress. And I wrote it actually in the beginning of the year, and I waited to see what the summer was going to look like. And I saw this poll that came out in early July that said 88% of Americans agree. And I went, wow, that's a big statement under its own. They agree that the country's on the wrong track. I said 88% of Americans. I said, that's conservatives and liberals and moderates. That's everybody. I said, it's time to put the song out. So instead of going with the regular big platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, um, I went with True Social and Rumble, which are so much smaller than the ones I just listed. Obviously, they're fledgling level at this point. I said, let's just see if I can beat the machine without using the machine. Let's see if it's possible to do it. We put it out within six hours of it coming out. The thing was the number one most downloaded song, not just in country, but in all of music. And it has stayed there to this very second. It's still sitting at number one. And there's there's people like Lizzo and Billie Eilish and Harry Styles and the, the biggest artists in the world are, are down below me. I don't have a record deal. It's not number one because I'm singing it. I can promise you that. It's number one because of what it says. And, and it's it's connecting with people on a very deep level. And people are sharing it like crazy. And you've got a lot of media on it. A lot of people, it became a news story. Because, yeah. because you've done it without a label, but also the, the statement 
in the lyrics, uh, progress is not progress. I mean, right. the hook line is... Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a... That's about the nicest way you could say that, Dave. You know, I didn't cuss at anybody. I didn't I didn't do anything terrible. It's not like a kid rock song or something. It's... <laughs> I said it in a in a nice country boy kind of way, but we've had enough. And the song says, uh, "Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you'd leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. So stick your progress where the sun don't shine." And I think what's happened is the moves that have happened recently uh, have stepped so far outside of political differences. It's more like just personal. You, you have to do this or you can't go to work. You have to do this. Uh, your ki- we're, we're the parents when your kids are at school, not you. We're going to tell your kids what we want them to know. They stepped into our lives to such a degree under the banner of progress. I, me, for one, I'm just not going to accept that anymore. And I push back with this song and it seems to be becoming quite an anthem for people that feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's especially devastating for Dave. Uh, he's a huge Billie Eilish fan. You don't know this. <laughs> no doubt. And so he can't wear a shirt around right now because the song's just... I've messed up Dave's it. good time. Yes. Massive Harry Styles fan. Totally just, yeah. Watermelon sugar high. That's Dave. <laughs> All day. All day. I have no idea who these people are, you two. <laughs> I've got a middle schooler. I do, Otherwise, I wouldn't either. Yeah. I, do, I do know who John Rich is, though. <laughs> Well, it's it's battling, man. It's 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 still at number one. But these artists, these artists that are underneath me, they're a hundred times bigger than me. So this is really just people like who are listening right now. If you want to, you want to see that sucker stay at number one. It's a buck twenty nine. It's not a big thing. Go download it on iTunes. And if you want to see, can you beat the machine without bending the knee? That's what I wanted to find out. Mm-hmm. And thanks for all the support. We've been able to do it. Yeah. Well, there's. There's a, a whole bunch of us figuring that out right now because um, this idea that you will comply right to the mobs totalit- totalitarian rule, mm-hmm. um, you will comply uh, with your virtue signaling, and if you do not, we will squash you like a bug. Right uh, is a very real thing out there. Yes, it and, is, and uh, it's something that everyone that's in the public eye is navigating. Uh, companies are navigating it people that are in the public are navigating it we're ramsey we have to be wise and principled uh and and decide which fight we want to pick where is it we want to stir up a ruckus you know and we want to be intentional about it and so but it's it's a lot different than even three years ago Mm -hmm. or even five years ago the environment the toxic environment and the culture is out of control hey john let me ask you this um we have one of the most common questions I get is from young authors, people who want to be songwriters. How do you do this and how do you write something? Everyone thinks you got to have a deal. You got to go with the big machine. You got to go get a group of this. And, that. and you had something that was on your heart that said, no, I want to put, I, I want to put this out there. Now, and obviously, you're a good singer or songwriter. You know how that, the, the recording process works. But what would you tell that young person with an idea who mm-hmm. thinks they have to go this quote unquote traditional route to make it, to be heard, to to, to do what I want to, to say what I want to say, right? Well, I think to Dave's point earlier, we have routes now to get directly to the people. It really comes down to your content at that point. Yeah. If, if you come with something, you could be somebody we've never heard of before, but if you come with something that is that is inspiring enough, that hits hard enough, uh, and it starts getting passed around, it can turn into an absolute avalanche of let's, action. Let's, let's fire the song. We want to hear it as we go into the break. Yeah. 
There's a hole in this country where its heart used to be And no glory is divided on fire in the street They say building back better make America great If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say Stick your progress where the sun don't shine Keep your big mess away from me and mine Thanks for coming by, brother I just saw a study that really made me sad. It showed that families owning life insurance in the U.S. was at its lowest point since the 1970s. After what we've been through the past few years, I'm just lost on how people don't make this more of a priority. How are you going to make sure your family needs are met if something happens to you? This is why getting term life is an absolute necessity. Rates have never been cheaper, and the whole process to apply is pretty simple, with many companies not even requiring an exam anymore. This is why I send you to Xander Insurance, and I have for almost 25 years. They'll make sure you get the right protection at the lowest cost possible, and they're there for you and your family every day. I challenge all of you to make sure your families are protected. It needs to be a top priority. Call Xander at 800-356-4282 or visit Xander.com. That's 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Last couple of years, real estate market's been tough. We've all felt it. If you're scared, well, you don't have to be. The market seems crazy. It has slowed down, but it's not going to crash. If you're ready to buy, it's a good time to buy. If you're ready to sell, it's a good time to sell. It's just not as wild and crazy and white hot as it was a few months back. So what you've got to have somebody with knowledge and skill to help you navigate this. This is not amateur hour. You need a high-octane, high-protein real estate agent. If you're going to list a house right now, this is an excellent time to list a house. But you need to get in touch with one of our endorsed local providers that are Ramsey Trusted. These are agents that are high producers. They know what's going on. They've got their finger on the pulse. They're doing lots and lots of transactions every month. It's not your Uncle Charlie who just got his dadgum license. Don't list your house with your Uncle Charlie who just got his license. That's dumb. Because you're going to put your largest asset that you own with a newbie, with a beginner. Don't do that. Get somebody that knows what they're doing. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Get with one of our ELPs that are Ramsey Trusted. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Lisa is in Grand Island, Nebraska. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you. It's an honor to speak with you both. You too. Um, What's up? I have a... Thank you. I have a, um, maybe a couple questions. My husband and I, I'm 60 and he's 63, and we have about 30000 left on our mortgage. And I am wondering if we could uh, take 15000 out of our Roth and 15000 out of our 401k to just kind of rip the Band-Aid off. How much is in your Roth yeah, total? Um, now it's about 520 why don't and you just take it all out of the Roth? Well, our four hundred one k is five, and our Roth is at twenty two. Twenty two thousand. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the the balance on the mortgage was thirty. Yes. You've got any money in savings that's not in retirement? Um, just our savings. How much is in that? Uh, Fifteen. Okay. All right. I'd probably clean out that Roth just for simplicity. Okay. That's twenty two of it, and then pull the rest out of your four hundred one k, and you're going to pay taxes on that, but no penalties. Okay. And I'd be debt free um, like by the end of the week. Oh, good. All right. Because my our advisor is kind of thinking that we're not going to have really enough to get us through. If thirty thousand dollars keeps you from getting through when you have five hundred and twenty five thousand in your account, your advisor's an idiot. <laughs> okay, I feel much better. I mean, think Thank about you. it. You're not if you're thirty thousand dollars off, you got other problems. I think yeah. a great gift yeah. you could provide your um, advisor would be to swing by a CVS and pick up a calculator. And <laughs> when you go visit, you could just hand that with a bow on it. It's an old-fashioned thing that people used to use, yeah. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Find out for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Free samples, free shipping, new promos. They run every month. You'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. All right, today's question comes from Jason in Texas. Jason writes, I've been a huge fan for 20 years, but have not been able to implement any of your strategies because... Just take a pause right there. My wife thinks tithing and the rest of your methods are too restrictive. She stopped going to church a long time ago and refuses to forgive me for things that happened in our past. The ministers that I've consulted with say she has emotionally and spiritually abandoned me years ago. Oh, man. My 18-year-old watches your videos and loves them. She keeps asking, why didn't you and mom do all this stuff? It seems to work really well. I'm trying to explain why, but don't want to throw her mom under the bus. Is there a way a 52-year-old can start over in life and help a daughter be a come all she can be? Oh, yes. As they, they do it all the time. Yeah, all the time. Um, I don't want to minimize, Jason, I don't want to minimize your pain. Here's what your daughter really needs. Um, to quote our friend Jocko, she needs you to take ownership. Uh, you look back over your life, and it's because your wife did this. Your wife didn't do that. It's because of this. What she needs you to say is, I didn't. I made some choices along the way. And here's where I find myself. And here's what I'm going to do with these next steps. And here's what you can do, too. And there's something about that ownership that's really powerful. Hmm. So it sounds like there's a... A chasm in this relationship is this due for an ultimatum like you go see a marriage counselor well, um, and you say uh, I'm gonna go see a counselor and if we can't begin to get on the same page and resolve some of these things then we're gonna call this um, it it th the way it writes is is there a way to start over I was just assuming that they've, ca they've called it yeah they've yeah. called it so now, if, it, so it sounds like he has the ministers have given him permission mm -hmm. is in his mind right but I don't think he's looked at her and said, this is done. It's time for me to move it, on. It's um, unless we can heal, right. this is done. That's right. Um, just zero chance of a healing or? Yeah. I mean, if somebody, if, if your spouse left you emotionally and spiritually and physically years and years ago, 
then yeah, these kids have grown up in a home and that's their picture of what love looks like. That's their picture of what marriage and partnership and communication and connection looks like. And so healing starts with, um, I didn't, I should have had a hard conversation a long, long time ago and I mm-hmm. didn't. And this is the law that I, so I basically they've been divorced. They just need to actually exactly formalize right. it. They've, they've been divorced for a long time and they just need to formalize. They've model uh, modeled what that looks like to their kids. Yeah. And so it starts with ownership. Here's some choices I didn't make. Right. A long, long time ago. Um, and here's the more importantly or as importantly is here's what I'm going to start doing now. And I'd love you to join me. And I think I think it's that complicated and that hard and that simple. Yeah, when we went through bankruptcy and lost everything, it um, terrorized me and traumatized Sharon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a thing I did that she had to forgive me for, mm-hmm. in a sense, because I basically, you know, she, I always laugh and say she thought she married Sir Galahad. Turns out it was Goober. But um, <laughs> but that's, you know, the, the, the truth is she was left um, with the situation, but I was not going on, nor, but I... There's a period of time that we can uh, recognize the terror that she felt, the trauma from having little kids and no money and the water got turned off because her husband's a buffoon, right? Uh, okay, granted. But five years later, we're not still talking about that. No, then she's choosing to carry that stuff around and, and weaponize it. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna be at Correct. the other end of that weapon ad infinitum. Right. I Once mean, somebody has, says it, I'm staying. So dude, 20 years staying. ago, right. you did something. Mm-hmm. You know, after four years, of that everything after four years is your fault <laughs> if you choose to carry that thing around no right. you no he put he, he accepted the paralyzation of the household oh, for 16 yes. years longer than that's he should right. have that's right that's right he should have dealt with her that's right a long long time ago lack of healing that's right and it was a, not that she didn't have a valid reason for being pissed i don't know what he did right but I, I know what I did. I lost everything. It was my fault. Sharon had no idea what was going on. It wasn't her fault. I didn't hide it from her. I just didn't ask her. Right. And she didn't know. And so she's left feeling, uh, you know, uh, like you're driving down the road in the middle of the night and you hit a patch of ice and the car starts spinning. Yeah, that's a good And you know answer. you're going to hit something. You just don't know what. Or when. And, you know, and that's where she was for a, a year and a half period of time as we went down the the. the the toilet financially and the round and around we go, you know? And so, yeah, granted. And today even, um, you know, we've got checks and balances in our relationship in place so that, um, she's not left feeling like I'm somehow out of control again. That's right. Because that, that little seed. That was 30 years that's ago. Right. That's right. And, uh, how old was Rachel when all this happened? Born. Born. Baby. She's a baby. So when I think about my friend, Rachel, we've talked about this when she has a, uh, emergency fund for her emergency fund. Those yep. seeds were planted in money could be scarce or money's a thing, yep. right? And that's those are long ago, right? So she sit felt with your that daughter. tension from her mom. Sit with your daughter and have that conversation right here, Jason. Exactly. Take exactly. ownership, brother. Yeah, time, past time to take ownership. This is The Ramsey Show.
Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, on the debt-free stage, Lorraine is with us. How are you, Lorraine? I'm nervous, but I'm good. I'm. I got this. I got this. You got it. You got. It. We've never lost a patient. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so you're you're gonna be okay. So we're so glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Where do you live? Thank you. I'm from LA, California. Oh, fun. Welcome to Nashville. <laughs> Thank so you. So how much debt did Lorraine pay off? I paid off $70,000. Very good. How long did that take? It took me three years. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? I went from 219 um, to 234 Whoa. What do you do for a living? I am a heavy lift uh, operator. I work for the ports of LA and Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, closer to the city of San Pedro mm-hmm. for a company uh, called APL. Yeah, yeah. So you're sitting in one of those cabs lifting those cartons on and off the ships. All day. Y- y'all have had a boring few years, huh? It's been hectic. <laughs> it's been crazy. Yeah, the last few months trying to play catch up. Yeah. It's wow. It's been a lot of work. Have you, you ever dropped of- one? Yes. Yes. Okay, I just, <laughs> I just needed to know. What was in it? Actually, I, um, not the can, but the whole machine tipped over because it was too heavy yeah I've had with my, you in it oh yeah i had a rescue team come and get me out you were in the did it go in the drink it went in the water no 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 it was on the it was on the yard but oh, it God. was uh not facing how the many water. stories did it fall over this is it I, was, I, I, I can get back to the debt in a minute but oh my God. <laughs> it was about oh my goodness um five high She's the reason we can't get glass. It was, that was the one full of glass. No, it was full of sand. It was gravel. Oh, that's why it was It was, so was heavy. really heavy, and I stack them up. They're uh, 40 feet high, each mm-hmm. can. So I, I did, oh my God, it was. it's pretty high. Yeah. It's pretty high. Yeah. So it wasn't a straight drop. It kind of like, <clears throat> yeah, like a tree. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And then the next day you're back in there going again, huh? Go and do that again. Go do it. $200,000 a year for do that. This is awesome. Yeah. So what kind of debt was your 70000 So I had credit fever. I had a big relationship with my credit cards, um, mostly credit cards. Kind I of a toxic relationship. Toxic. An abusive relationship. Yes. Um, I had uh, two personal loans. I had a car loan. And I paid my son's um, tuition on a monthly basis. You were just kind of normal. I was very Making normal. Making 200000 and broke very broke so what happened what woke you up um i just um i had just bought my car and i was you know excited going through the the channels i stopped listening to music and i said i'm just listening to you know radio uh podcasts and stuff like that and i accidentally heard you on one of the stations Uh say are you sick and tired of being sick and tired and i was like what what is he talking about and i switched it Another time I heard it again and you said, are you living paycheck to paycheck? And I was like, what? And then I switched it again. Who's and then this guy following me I around? Like, what does he want? What is, is he talking to me? How following does he know? me around. And then the last time I heard you, you said, um, you know, most Americans don't even have a thousand dollars saved in their savings. And I was like, okay, he knows too much. <laughs> This is too much. He knows way too much about my life. Like, this is me. And so I tuned and in. And your shoe size car, is nine. This, and new, this new car has a spy thing in it. <laughs> yeah. So it's a Tesla feature. I tuned in and I said, oh my God, all these years, I've been doing everything wrong. Mm. Everything wrong. I, mm. I was told, the more money you make, the more money you spend. The more money mm. you make, the more money you spend. 
and that was my that was her mother's voice did you hear i heard it i heard it (laughs) actually that was my dad's voice oh okay my mom was that has a high voice yeah my mom was a frugal one she was like uh debt is the devil you know don't get no credit cards that's horrible don't do that don't live Mm, like that okay so she was you know a lot more okay so you start listening to the radio and that that kind of you start going i've been doing this all wrong then what did you do you just kept listening more or you got the book or what'd you do i got the book total money makeover oh yeah okay oh yeah i i said i gotta go get this book i need to read it i this guy knows what he's talking about he knows everything about everything that i've done wrong tell my wife (laughs) (laughs) yeah you became my financial father and you know and i just said wow like i never you know my dad never really talked to me about finances we were raised Mm -hmm. do as you're told and don't ask questions yeah so I'm hearing you talk about your kids and how you, you know, raise Rachel and how Rachel's like me. I'm Rachel. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh my God, he would be so mad at me. Plus or minus being in a tower lifting yeah. crates. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, Father Dave would be so mad at me right now. I was like, I need to make him proud. So, so I, now you did it. I did it. What do you tell people the key to paying off $70,000? I say get on a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, getting on a budget was new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew how much I had to pay, but I never knew how mm-hmm. to get it done. And the book just guided me and it, it took me there. And about a year before I almost uh, finished, I wanted to be debt free by the time I was 50. Mm-hmm. But, you know, life happens and mm-hmm. a lot of things happen in my in my family that mm-hmm. held me back. So I um, ended up um, going into your website and I got a financial coach. Mm-hmm. And she was excellent. Cynthia Stringer, she's watching. I told her to watch me. Where right. do you go, Cynthia? The most beautiful voice, very calming, very soothing. She became my financial therapist at yeah. the end. Wow. And I told her about how I felt. Um, I, To be honest with you, I didn't cut my credit cards until I was done hmm. because I was so attached to them you had a, you do have a wicked relationship with yes those <laughs> will so you ever go back never you sure because um, they, yeah, they were abusive and you no. enjoyed it i have um five children at home i have um um anthony rubin elvin and Ali, and alan and alina and they look at me mm-hmm. and we're we're all on the same page now they are all way better than i am and they are already at their emergency fund they're already at ten thousand so they're doing great and you know they're only working you know little jobs here and there and they're doing amazing and so i owe that to you because you changed my family tree you did yeah well you're you're a hero girl with your steps and your help hero and um you you know you're used to lifting heavy things but you lifted a whole life change Thank you. Pretty important. Thank you. Yeah, and don't minimize. I I watched my mom do hard things from 40 to 50, and it's changed generationally. My kids are different because of the work my mom did when she was in her 40s, and your kids watched that happen, and your grandkids are going to pick up these messages about freedom and living without this debt, so good for you. It's been... It took 10 years, and you changed an entire legacy. I did. I did, and um, I'm just so proud. I... I have more than a thousand dollars saved now. <laughs> I never had that before. And after my journey um, in in January, I had um, I've always had kidney stone issues, and I had this huge kidney stone. It was like an inch and a quarter, Oof. and I had already saved um, 
some money in my emergency fund mm-hmm. and I was off for a month mm. and I was whistling the whole time. I was just, you know, recovering at peace. Yeah. And it was beautiful. An emergency becomes an inconvenience. Yes. When you got your crap together. Well done, kiddo. It's incredible. It well was, done. It was great. You're amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we've got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story for sure. And another copy of Total Money Makeover. You can give that away when you're talking about this sometime and somebody says, how'd you do that? Total Money Makeover did it. It's done it for about 8 million people, by the way. Yeah. And Financial Peace University, if you've not been through it yet, we're going to give you a membership for a year. If you have been through it, give it to somebody. The brand new videos and the course you plug into the community there you get people around you like you did with a coach and all that changes everything in the whole process it's pretty pretty stinking incredible so so proud of you kiddo well done well done seventy thousand dollars paid off lorraine from los angeles three years she did it making 219 to 234 more importantly she changed her whole life count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three two one i'm dead Yeah! That's how that's done. Boom! Wow! Scripture of the day, Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Eleanor Roosevelt said, do one thing every day that scares you. There you go. Every time I'm on the air with you, Dave. (laughs) Every time you're on the air with me. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and by the way, the last time I was on the show, I was with Rachel. And I'm glad you prefaced this with the scripture of the day um this the you know there's a bunch of different segments here and i didn't realize what segment we were on the last one and all of a sudden rachel starts talking in this old isaiah old testament language and i heard if you ever feel sad and and i was like what's happening to rachel's brain and i started to turn quietly and look and i didn't know what's happening and then i realized she was reading the scripture of the day was fantastic so thank you for prefacing for everybody uh-huh. I thought we were losing a patient. Yeah, it could happen. Bill's in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Hey, Bill, what's up? Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Um, my question is, uh, my wife and I have been in Baby Step 3B for almost two years. Uh, in that time, we've been in the same home. We've had a second child. And, you know, the reason for being in 3B was because our house was getting too small. But after all this time, we've kind of decided that we, we're going to stay with where we're at and looking at the route of putting on an addition. During that time, we've uh, saved up roughly $70,000, and we have about uh, 150 of equity in our current home that, you know, now that we're not selling, I'm assuming we don't have access to. So just looking to see when can we, what's our best step to get that, make that home renovation in addition, 
And when can we start? What are you going to spend on the addition? Six. Uh, well, we figure the addition would be roughly about $130,000. Okay. Two story. All right. What's your household income? Uh, my wife and $150,000. And what's the home currently worth today? Uh, roughly three hundred. Okay. So what do homes on your street generally sell for? So we have one of the smaller homes in our neighborhood, in our street. Um, but houses range from 350 to 450 And um, you said your current home is worth 300 Right. With, that, this, you know, with, with, the, with the market today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I would not renovate it. I would sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were, our original idea was yeah. two years ago. It's a better idea. Really, Here's why. Okay. You're going to spend two years of your life in hell. That's called a renovation. <laughs> it's purgatory. Mm-hmm. It's right next door to hell. And um, it's not hell, but you can see it from there. And you can hear it. Yeah. And um, on top of that, when you finish, if you do a good job with the design, and that's most of the time a big if, because you're getting ready to change this home by 30 to 40% of its structure. Right. Uh, that's such a large renovation that's almost like building a house. And the chances of you doing that with good architectural, when you're done, the house isn't just weird, is fairly low. It's very hard to do what you're doing well. Very hard. Um and if you do yeah. it well, and it all comes out perfect after you go through the two years of hell, now you have the most expensive house in the neighborhood, which is never where you want to be, at the top of the market. So if I woke up in your shoes, I would sell that sucker, and I would go buy a house that's got the stuff in it you want in a neighborhood where you're in the middle or the bottom half of the price range, where you can get the most future appreciation take the equity out of your house and the 70,000 put it down take out a 15 year fixed rate where the payments no more than the fourth of your take home pay and I would move to a 450 or 500 thousand dollar house you make enough money to do that with a 220 thousand dollar down payment for sure and um, guess what you don't have to go through two years of hell because um, I gotta tell you man building a house is difficult building a house while you're living in it is grounds for divorce <laughs> i mean it's just it's it's jeez we can have a big fight hanging curtain rods building a whole hot no no i would not do it i i would not do it i i i am am i am i being clear about advising against this before we before we go to this next caller what are your thoughts on renovating a home Dave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Sell your house, man. You know, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the other thing is I we've done light renovations a couple mm-hmm. times. Like while we were gone on a two-week trip or something, they would come in and tear out a wall and redo a bedroom and change the carpet out and put hardwoods down and something like that. I mean, you know, but, you know, some substantial renovations, but not, not major knockout entire things where you have to move out of the house kind of crap. And um, you know what happens about six or eight months after I finish that? Mm-hmm. We move. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Yeah, I just I have I have a yeah I have a thing. All right, Brendan's with us in Idaho Falls. Hi, Brendan. How are you? Hi, doing well. Good. How can we help? Uh, my family is preparing to move overseas in a little over a year. 
uh, what should we do now with our possessions? Should we start selling things or look into long-term storage? What do you want to do with them? Um, probably store them. Why? Why? What, what is so valuable about that couch? Oh, yeah. Probably not the couch, but just a few bigger <laughs> possessions, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, there's there's two categories of possessions. There's garage sale crap that you're about to pay money mm-hmm. to store that you should have sold. And then there are things that are family heirlooms or keepsakes that you would never want to get rid of for any price. Of course. But I wouldn't pay storage fees for a used couch or a kitchen, kitchen table. We'll just get you another one later, unless it was grandma's kitchen table. Dude, I did that one time, man. Yeah. I put a couch in storage when I was in a, an apartment. And a year you're later, that guy. at 50 bucks a month, I realized I'd paid 600 I mean, I paid more than a new couch was worth back then. It was so ridiculous, man. Yeah. Uh, I would pare my stuff down as bare minimum as you can and get rid of it. And if you have a few things that are legacy pieces, then... Yeah, hang on to those. Yeah, yeah, or stuff that yeah, you, yeah. you know, that that you. Well, I mean, there there needs to be a real reason that it can't be replaced with a better one, newer one when you get back. How long are you going to be gone? Uh, at least five years. Are you going on the mission field or what? Uh, just working, uh, doing higher education. Yeah, overseas. What What are you thinking about storing? What What do you want to keep? A few vehicles, uh, things that would be a little difficult. Uh, get right immediately once we move back. Don't don't keep a car in storage for five years unless it's a classic. It'll depreciate out from under you. Sell it, man. Gotcha. Uh, the car that you have now, how old is it? Uh, 2010. Okay. So it's already 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And when you get back, it'll be 17-year-old car. Yep. That is not a... And the, no. Yeah, sell it, man. Sell that. No, sell that for sure. Okay. It, there's, no, there's no, if there's not a sentimental, a deep sentimental hold on something, there's going to be very few things in your household that are not going to be ridiculously outdated when you come back in five years. Five years in our world of rapid change is an eternity. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine getting a tv out of storage that was 10 years old have you seen five-year-old pictures of yourself dave <laughs> well five-year-old pictures of me look about the same but <laughs> but yeah that's the thing i mean five-year-old pictures of your kids i mean things change that your five-year-old cell phone i mean anything like everything is five years is ancient for most things no i would not hardly keep anything here but here's an important thing have some money so that when you when you start planning on your return Put some money away so that you, like a, with a sinking fund, so that you can walk um, land here and go buy a car. Yeah, right? I mean, take the money from your cars and stuff and park the money. The yeah. money can sit there; it won't deteriorate. Um, assuming you don't put it in Bitcoin. I mean, but other than that, it's going <laughs> to it's going to go up and go. Don't buy gold with it, but you know, put it in a savings account. It'll be there when you get back and buy another car, and um, you'll be pretty close on that. Good show, John. Thanks for hanging out. Well done, Will, Austin, Ben, Zach, Andrew, James in the booth. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.
Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.